All right, here we go. Hey everyone, it's Soul Food Sunday. I'm Jordan, here again to dish about the magic of mindfulness and figuring out the best way to live my best life. Today I'm kikiing with a good pal of mine, the illustrious Riley Smith, aka Lark Stevens, director, producer, editor, extraordinaire. Do people actually call you that? Like, do people actually refer to you like as Lark though? People in Nashville call me Lark. Okay, only people in Nashville, aka Lark Stevens for the folks in Nashville. Welcome to the podcast. The topic today is meditation and medication. I wanted to talk about this because like I think there's such a big divide sometimes between how people view medication and other mental health tools like therapy, meditation, etc. That's what we're talking about today. I know you're so excited to be here. No, it's um, fine. It's cool. I'm excited. We're cool. We're <laughs> hanging out. We're cool. We're hanging out. Like it's we're fine. We're cool. We don't we don't have beef or anything. Yeah, no, nah, we're chilling. We don't have beef because you're a vegetarian. I'm fucking scared of him. <laughs> no, see, I wonder how many people are going to get that reference. I've personally been hesitant to think about using medication for my anxiety because I've definitely fallen into some of the stigmas of like, I don't want to mess with my brain chemistry and I don't want to get dependent on it, etc. But I know it's something that you are a big proponent of. So I just want to have a dialogue about like the stigmas and also the benefits of being prescribed medication and like dissolve this idea that it has to be one method or the other, like medication or meditation. So tell me about your history with anxiety meds or like any meds, I guess, that you've taken for your mental health. So and how and when did you get started with with that? So, yeah, okay. I first got on medicine when I was like 16, I guess. Because, I mean, I've had anxiety since I was, like, born. Uh, But it really started to ramp up, I guess, like, through high school and stuff. And so when I was, like, 15 is when I got, like, really, really, really bad. And I was, like, I would throw up, like, every single meal that I had just because of, like, anxiety, you know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, one time when I was, like, 15, I lost, like, 11 pounds in, like, five days because I was just, like, anxious as shit. But so when I was like 16, I got put on Prozac for a little while, which like didn't really help. It just made me sleepy. So after like a little bit of Prozac, uh, switched to Cymbalta, which one didn't work for me Two made me really nauseous. But I switched to a medicine called Fetzema, which was like a newer one. Um, and that one worked fine. I started that like my senior year of high school when I was like 17. And that one worked, and I stayed on that for like two years because it worked like better than the other ones had. But like all the medicines have like shitty side effects where like Prozac just made me super sleepy and didn't really help, and Cymbalta made me super nauseous. So this one like didn't do anything like that. It just uh, mostly made my dick not work. <laughs> they each have their little special things they bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. They all have their little flair. Though even though I was like, oh horny 17 year old kid (laughs) like that was still better than the anxiety though as bad as like that shit sucks like the anxiety medicine sucks like whatever the side effects are it's definitely a necessity for me oh and when i started college i also got on five ants which is a stimulant like adderall but where i'm at it's 
fine, I guess, you know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's, I yeah. mean, that's fantastic, like, that yeah. you're alive. You've got, like, a pretty dense list there of, like, medications that you've been on. That I didn't realize that it was that extensive. To get caught up on the list, I guess, is I'm on Lexapro, Lamictal, and now Adderall instead of Vyvanse. I think you should get like a tattoo, like with a list of all of the different medications that you've been on, kind of. I think that would be kind of cool. But for some reason, I just thought about that song, Mambo Number no. 5, where he like names all the ladies. But imagine that, <laughs> but with the names of the medications that you've taken. A little bit of Vyvanse, mama. Next question. Next question. I'm the one who says next question. So how did you feel about like anxiety meds before you started them? Like, did you have any like preconceived notions or like had you heard things from friends? Like, did you have an opinion on the medicine before you actually started taking it? My, I guess my household was actually a, a very medicine household, if that makes sense. Like, okay. I know a lot of people that don't like take ibuprofen and stuff really even. I take ibuprofen all the time yeah like, just like a handful like, of like and like when i get sick like some people when they get sick they just like just i don't know just they like, kind of just duke it out like they tough kinda, it out and yeah shit. And i'm like nah, i'm gonna take all of the dayquil and nyquil that i can find <laughs> and like all that stuff and then and then my oldest brother has a similar you know like depression bipolar adhd kind of things as me and so he was on medicine so i was like acquainted with the idea as well of mm-hmm. like antidepressants and stuff and after realizing for so long how shitty the anxiety was i was like all <laughs> I was you were all, ready you were like all right i'm going to like get try with whatever ready to join the family yeah so okay so you were pretty like comfortable with the idea of getting onto the medication beforehand which i imagine is pretty good i imagine that's a good thing like it puts you at ease for getting into that shit i'm also but... just like such a solution oriented person in medicine is the most like it's very precise i feel like immediate yeah you're the most immediate definite solution to like to the anxiety stuff you know which that completely lines up with with how i have experienced you to be like you're very like into the logic like straightforward like unequivocal like unequivocal like whatever i don't want to say mental illness is cut and dry but Uh it's like we see what causes it you know Mm -hmm. uh just the, the the lacking brain power in certain areas or overactive brain power in certain areas, whatever. It's very interesting that you mentioned brain chemistry, though, because that kind of goes into the next like thing I wanted to talk about. Meditation now. We're kind of getting into the part that I'm more familiar with. I don't see how that's a segue. (laughs) No, okay, listen. We're talking about science. Let's talk about meditation. We're not talking about science, okay? (laughs) We're not talking about science. We're talking about the brain. We're talking about the mind, all right? And the thing is, there have been, there have been, like, proven studies that have shown, like, CAT scans and shit, that show the difference in a person's brain before and after, like, doing meditation for a long, I guess, like, a long period of time. Kind of like when you exercise, like, do physical exercise and your body changes, whatever. So it's interesting because meditation also can actually change 
the, I guess the physical makeup of your brain or what, whatever like waves your brain is putting out, like in the CAT scan. I'm not really sure how that, how that shit works because I'm not a doctor, but all I'm saying is it's interesting because both medication and meditation kind of like impact your brain in a more, I guess, like physical, like tangible way in like to an extent. While everybody should meditate, like probably whether meditation in my experience doesn't have to be like sitting still and like blocking. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I go, the only way I can do is like, I go on a walk. Yeah. I just like, don't bring my phone. I don't like listen to music really or anything. I just like get a little stoned and just like go walk, (laughs) go walk like three miles. There's a big misconception, I think, about meditation that it has to be like you sitting like crisscross applesauce, like and with your eyes closed, which that is sometimes the easiest way for certain people to meditate, I guess, because it does make you focus on like where you are right then and there. But walking and just being present, like literally meditation is just about being like just being literally in the moment and not like being in your head about shit, which a walk is a way to like, I guess, like clear your mind in a way and just have you focus on like one step in front of the other the only thing i have with me is like my car keys and so like i just hear it jingle every time i step mm-hmm. and it's like just such a like that's your mantra that's your ohm that's so cute wow car keys is your because when i meditate i sometimes have a mantra that i repeat but not often and it's only in my head like i don't sit in my apartment like actually vocally oh. saying ohm or whatever mantra i'm using that day it's all in my head that's another misconception about meditation is that you have to be sitting there saying ohm you don't even have to use a mantra to meditate i mean like i'd seen that like on like, like cartoons TV. and shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, meditation is cool and like everybody should do it it's like i mean like therapy everybody should do it you know everybody should like take the time to like be by themselves and i guess like you just don't want to think about anything. Like everybody's mm-hmm. always thinking about shit. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody. That's one thing I know about humans. Always, that everyone's always, always thinking about shit. I, apparently not. Actually, apparently some people don't have inner monologues and they don't. Right. I remember you just figuring that out, which is very interesting. I will be it's having a podcast. Listen, you're gonna hear about it when I do the podcast about it. So take your preconceived notions, put them in a hat, and put the hat in your closet, and don't put it on ever again. So in your opinion, what does, and I'm going to, I'm going to give a rebuttal on this and do the vice versa. What does medication do that meditation cannot do? Treat chronic mental illness. Okay. But wouldn't you say that meditation, (laughs) okay, wait, because wouldn't you say that meditation also treats, because it does, it is a treatment. If your brain just isn't making those things for you like it should you know like it would a healthy person or somebody without mental illness i i a thing i realized recently was um i could i could probably say that i was like close to close to dying like almost twice in like 2020 it makes me realize more that i need to treat it more like the illness that it is like you know how you would treat like diabetes and so it's like i had to treat it like it's the life threatening illness that it is yeah i'm someone who's had a lot of anxiety like throughout my life like i've never been diagnosed with anxiety so it's hard for me to speak on both sides because whereas obviously you are taking medication and you obviously have the ability to meditate i have only seen the one side of like 
of the situation of the conversation. Like I've only meditated. I've never been medicated for my anxiety before. So I can't really say like how it would affect me. But I do know that like I think as long as people are allowing room for both and like not writing either of them off, then like that's what's important. I think that um, medication should never be the first way. Right. I think that because it's a super because obviously it's a shitty process. It's a long process. Like I said, going through all of them and like all the terrible side effects and all the terrible side effects I still deal with off like Lexapro and Lamictal and uh, Adderall and stuff. And while I am an advocate of like medicine, I'm also an advocate of like meditation, healthy lifestyles and therapy for sure. In terms of anything that meditation can do that medication can't like I said I, I've only seen one side of of that argument so it's very it's 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 difficult for me to really have a leg to stand on with that but I will say like that just from my experience with meditation I feel like there are probably people who are on medication who started meditating and then have needed their medication a bit less than they did originally. Like people who really get into the meditation and really like, I guess, make it a part of their like regular like health routines. I'm sure there are like testimonies and I'm just making this up because I've not read any, but I'm almost confident based on my experience that like meditation is something that could make or alleviate some of the anxiety that comes like from your like brain chemistry or whatever, because it does change your brain to meditate. Like, and I, I don't know how exactly it does that. I'm sure it's the dopamine and also some other things, but it changes the way you process like your bad feelings. It doesn't get rid of your bad feelings. And that's the whole thing. Like I still have anxiety, but it's just, it changes the way I look at it. Like I'm able to sit with it more so than like, it doesn't, just, I'm not just happy. Like it doesn't just go away necessarily, but it's like, I'm able to look at it like very objectively because of my meditation practice. I like I said I think they both they both have their place and the only main difference that I could see between them is that not everybody would necessarily benefit from medication but everybody could benefit from meditation. It doesn't definitely. change the value of either of them definitely. like for their individual cases, but I definitely think that people need to understand that it's not just one or the other. It's not like you like have to choose the super scientific, logical, like whatever, or meditation. Because obviously meditation has more of a spiritual kind of inclination to it when people talk about meditation, because it is linked with like Buddhism or like Zen, like the Tao, whatever. So it does have kind of this like vibe about it that people don't take it seriously because it's not like this like scientific, like, I don't know, measured out like thing. Yeah, everybody experiences anxiety differently. Yeah, which I guess is why not everyone is medicated and not everyone has tried meditation, I guess. Which I, again, like, I think you said it before, I think everyone should try it, but like some people have that stigma about it. And similarly with medication, there are probably some people who need to be medicated that have a stigma about it that they that is keeping them from actually getting on it because like I said I think in the intro it's like I've always had like this idea not about anyone else who was on medication but that I didn't want to get on it myself because I was worried about I didn't want to like fuck with my brain chemistry I guess I I just had this whole thing of I don't want to be dependent on anything like I just want to be able to like do shit from the inside out, like, as opposed to, you know, from the outside in, which some people can't always make it happen that way. But I guess for me, that's always been one of my hangups about like, 
getting on medication. Oh yeah. 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 No, I'm super jealous of people. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the side effects really do suck. And it sucks that like, say I wanted to go stay the night somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just did that on a whim. And then like the next morning I'm going to have to go home like immediately and like take my medicine and stuff. Like if I don't have it with me, I don't know. It sucks. It's a burden for real. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's, but it's one of those necessary things, I guess. But like I said, you can't always get rid of anxiety. Most of the time you can't. Like most of the time it's just a matter of training yourself to like be able to sit with it, which obviously that just depends on the person and the extent of the anxiety and all sorts of things. But I definitely think that's a basic thing that most people don't know how to do. Like people don't know how to sit with their bad feelings. It is hard. It's it's easier said than done sometimes, you know? That's one of the biggest things I got from therapy for sure was Mm -hmm. to like, and it's like such a lame, like sounding, like cliche sounding thing, but like, like actually feel your feelings. Like it definitely sucks, you know? It sucks to be feeling bad. You feel anxious, you feel sad. Like you feel like jealous or mad or like whatever, just like sit with it you know just like yeah it's like getting a tattoo because it's like like the pain like you know that it hurts but like you're just you sit with it and then yeah and just kind of be there with it and then you know that kind of makes it easier i feel like do you think that you're in a place where you would either now or in the future be able to go back to not using medication either at all or like less I see you shaking your head. You're like, mm. no. Uh, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be dead first. Um, I'm gonna die before I get off this medication. I would love to be on less medication. That would be sick. Um, but with my experience with, I guess, like bipolar, it likes to hang around, and mm-hmm. be annoying. I want to see what it would be like for people who don't do meditation as much as I do to like try it. And so if you're open to it down the road, it might be a cute little challenge for you to at least try to meditate maybe like once a day for like a week. Like, cause it only takes like 10 minutes. It literally is like, I wake up every day and I meditate for like 10 minutes and like, I can't fucking... sit still like that. My brain doesn't sit still like that. Like, it might crazy. be a muscle that you could work out, though. It might Dude, be something you could work it's out. Been a thing my Even if life. little by little, like I think anybody can make like small, like incremental changes. Like that's the first step to defeat is when you just fully admit that you're not going to be able to change it. Because think about like in school, like we've been trained to like sit for a while, and I know that it's not always easy. But I think it's one of those things that like. Even if only for that week, I think it's something that you could handle. Like you are, you have resolve. Like I think you pull it off if you like gave yourself the benefit on, of the doubt. I go on walks. I feel like, and that that still works. Obviously, that's a good form of meditation. But I think it'd be interesting to see how your perspective would change if you kind of threw yourself into the gauntlet of doing like a traditional like meditation like once a day. I guess in summary, medication sucks. Do it if you have to, because like, I don't know, mental initiative sucks too. So like, don't. <laughs> don't so like, like play, yeah. So don't play around with it, because it, it's serious and it'll, it'll come for you. Turns out it's important. Turns out the, Turns your brain out. actually does a Study, lot of shit for your body. Studies show that your brain's crucial. everyone for tuning in today thank you (laughs) thank you to riley for being my guinea pig letting me pick his brain for the internet (laughs) 
If you're considering anxiety or depression meds, I highly encourage you to do your own research. Don't listen to these two dumbasses on the internet unless you really, really want to. I think we're both somewhat smart dumbasses, I suppose. Or just talk to a professional, see what they recommend. Um, and if you're considering meditation, the answer is yes, absolutely. You should fucking do it. Start today after this podcast. Anyway, I will meet y'all right here for the next Soul Food Sunday. And you best show up hungry. Bye. Cue jazz music. <laughs>